Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Divorce, I would say that circumstance tends to create suffrage. Like people will suffer because they're going to have thoughts. It is an unusual or an extraordinary circumstance, life circumstance, but you don't have to compound the suffering by judging yourself because you're suffering, right? Like when you are feeling the pain or when you're feeling the terror, that is a human response. We are all supposed to experience all of the emotions available to us, including suffrage, including terror, but we don't want to suffer unnecessarily or compound that suffering with judgment that sounds like you shouldn't, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so back to your point, have some compassion, have some grace for yourself, show yourself some empathy, because this is an extraordinary circumstance that undoubtedly you will have very reactive fear-based thoughts too. You don't need to judge it. You just need to be aware of it. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. Join family law attorney turned mediator, Lisa Kosky, for candid conversations on how to alleviate the fear of divorce and how to heal through empowerment. Now your host, Lisa Kosky. Welcome listeners. I have a treat today. My favorite coach, Coach Tracy, my coach, Tracy Plushcourt from Self Made You is here today. And we were kind of chatting a little bit before we came on the air. And I said, I want this episode to help people who are trying to decide, is it really time for me to divorce? You know, am I ready for this? And we were talking about it. We talked about it, how it kind of has a little bit to do with confidence, you know, feeling confident about your decision. And so I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Maybe working on that confidence so that you can know that you're making the right decisions or that you like your reasons why. So welcome, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I think that this is going to be this could potentially be extremely helpful for people. And, you know, they could use what I'm about to say in the context of any decision. But of course, whether or not, you know, you're going to move forward with a divorce, obviously, is probably one of life's bigger decisions. So I'm happy to be here and to help people really kind of think through this. So if you are making a decision, that's an action or that's a behavior, right? You Mm -hmm. only behave or take action from a feeling. A feeling is what drives all of human actions, human behaviors. So you want to make sure that you are making a decision, taking action, making a decision from a feeling that's going to get you closer 
to the result that you want. So if you want the result of feeling confident about the decision you've made, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that the feeling that's driving that action of making a decision is a wanted feeling, is a feeling that's going to actually get you closer to the end result. Okay, so let me give you an example. If you're having a thought like, I don't know what to do. What if I make the wrong decision? Both of those examples are thoughts that make you feel out of control, a lack of confidence, Mm -hmm. skeptical, inadequate, ill-equipped. That's what those kinds of thoughts generate. And then you try to make a decision from that feeling. You have to be aware of what is the feeling driving your actions, whether we're talking about making a decision, whether we're talking about eating a certain type of food, making arrangements, you know, for an upcoming date, you have to ask yourself what feeling is driving that action. So you do not want to make a big decision from a feeling like desperation. Right. It's not going to have a good outcome. It's not going to have the best outcome that you could have. It's certainly not going to hit the target of the goal of feeling confident about a decision that you've made. Right. Right. If you, if you start from a place of desperation. So what's the antidote to that? It's understanding what's even driving that feeling of desperation. So it's a, it's the thought, right? Cause I, and I jumped when you were saying this, cause I always want to fix it. Right. But I thought, okay, what about if you could borrow this thought? I have all the information that I need to make this decision. Mm-hmm. And if that's believable to the person who's thinking it, then right. they are going to feel equipped. They're going to feel convicted. And they are that those feelings are going to perpetuate a much better decision that they're going to feel confident about. Right. If they need more information, I mean, I think I could use the thought, okay, I can make this decision. I just need a little more information here. I'm just thinking through this on how I make decisions and it's hard sometimes, you know? Yeah. So I mean, if you really step back and look at it, if you look at it from an, you know, an unbiased perspective, if you look at it really objectively, any decision that you make, any good decision that you make requires fact finding. Mm -hmm. It requires you to tap into resources and referencing any sort of mentors, any sort of any any sort of resource you might need yet tap into it you might be remind you might need to remind yourself that you already have tapped into it a lot of times things that we've already done get forgotten right we overlook that because we're hijacked by this thought i don't want to make a bad decision that thought is not going to serve you because i don't want to make a bad decision creates some sort of unwanted feeling. And then you go and make a decision from that unwanted feeling. You could even try on the thought, I'm in the process of making this decision. There's no rush to make this decision. 
if I did know what the right decision was, what would it be? Like, it's all about kind of this exploration Mm -hmm. and curiosity, but those are the feelings that are going to drive far better results. And if your goal is to feel confident about the decision that you've made, you've got to back up from the action of making the decision and find what feeling is driving you. Mm-hmm. And I know that that can be a little confusing to people who don't speak the language that you and I speak. <laughs> right, right. It really does you understand that mind map, that the sequence of events, that every thought you have creates a feeling in your right. body. And that feeling is what drives your behaviors, your actions, your inactions. That is the series. That's the flywheel that happens for every human being. Your thoughts create your feelings that drive your actions. So if you're telling me, I really want to take an action that ends, that results in a confident decision, instead of trying to like white knuckle or grind your way to making that result happen, to feeling confident about a decision, instead of thinking about what action do I need to take or what do I need to do different, back up, back up. Don't start there. Do not start with the action. Start with the feeling. How am I feeling? Do I really want to be making a decision from this feeling? It changes everything. Yeah. You're saying to just kind of take it slow, like to stop. And I think so many times we can spin out. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then just stop and say, okay, how am I feeling? You know, so like if you're trying to decide, should I get divorced? You know, maybe something happened that makes you feel like you should. Maybe someone had an affair and then you spin out and what, you know, I've got kids. Should I? And so then you, then Tracy, so walk someone through that. So if they're feeling, who knows, scared or not knowing what to do, you say maybe write down the situation and really go to what you're feeling. Yeah. So it's, if they know that they're scared, you know, they, they can very clearly articulate, I'm terrified, you know? So let's just say the circumstance is that the significant other cheated on them and they are terrified. Understanding why they're terrified, why they are experiencing this terror is going to help them better understand themselves. People who feel out of control don't understand why they're feeling and behaving in the ways that they are. So yes, I am saying slow down so that you can better understand why you're having this experience. Right. Not actually having the experience because the significant other cheated. It literally is because of the way you're thinking. Right. Because you're terrified. Yeah, you're thinking like this shouldn't have happened. Right. What am I going to do now? Those thoughts are what's creating the terror. Right. Or it could be, I'm terrified how this is going to affect the kids. Yes. And so then you can look at, really look at that feeling of terrified. Sometimes I go, what would I need to not feel terrified anymore? Yeah. Or and sometimes a better it's, feeling thought. So. Yeah. Your primitive brain is what's going to respond because that's the stronger part of your brain, right? We we all have used that part of our brain so much 
that it is the stronger part. So by default, your primitive brain, which offers you fear-based thoughts, is what's going to be front and center. It's going to offer you fear-based thoughts, period. But if you notice that and you recognize why that's happening, it doesn't mean that you're broken. It just means that your primitive brain is stronger than the other part of your brain, the prodigy part of your brain. The primitive brain reacts, knee-jerk reactions. So if you have this, this feeling of terror and you find yourself like, leaning into making a decision, I would, I would advise you to take a step back, pull back, recognize where that terror is coming from. It's coming from that part of your brain that is stronger. We want you to be operating. The end result of a divorce may still happen, but like you said, the goal was to feel confident. Mm-hmm. The only way that's going to happen is if you make that decision from the other part of your brain, from the prodigy right. part of your brain. That's the part of your brain that responds. It does require you to slow down, but the slowing down is all about understanding yourself. Well, and I want to say something that you taught me is sometimes I'll get to the point where I'm in a good feeling spot. I have a great thought and I make a decision. Lo and behold, three days later, something pops up that makes me question that decision. And you gave me some really good advice is to, and I've been doing it, write down why you like the decision that you made mm-hmm. so that you can go back because it's going to happen. Our minds are used to working that way mm-hmm. and that terror will come back and you can go back and go, oh yeah. I like my decision because of this and this and this. And I think that's so, that's been so healing for me. Yeah. Because the fear-based part of your brain is going to be offering you, are you sure you might've done, you know, you're doing it wrong. What about this? Don't forget this, right? It's going to be offering you all of those kinds of questions that are going to have you second guessing. That's human nature. But the antidote to that is to create a list in the moment of all the reasons why you like that decision, because those won't be as available to you. Those reasons are not going to be as available to you as the questions that your primitive brain are. Exactly. Do yourself a favor and have them handy. Or even if you write them down, it for some reason, it helps you remember. You took that action and you go, oh, wait a minute. And then you remember what you wrote down. Right. And you know, Tracy, I just want to say too, you know, I don't know if a lot of people do this, but sometimes I can be really hard on myself about how I'm feeling. And I just want to say, of course you're terrified or it make like love yourself, have empathy, be okay with that because becoming aware of that is the first. I mean, you said that that's the first first step in in all of this. So just love on yourself. And I think another thing as I get older that I'm learning is you don't have to speed through it. You know, you have the time to figure this out, to to make a good, confident decision. Hey, I just wanted to pop in here quick before this whole thing winds down. And I want to tell you about my parenting plan online course. It is for you if you are terrified that divorce is going to ruin your children. 
I'm here to assure you that you can co-parent really well together. And I have an online course that is going to walk you through a parenting plan. You will have a piece of your divorce done. If you want to work with a mediator, you can bring the paperwork in and that portion is complete. It's easy, affordable, quick, and effective. And it will be part of your divorce paperwork if you'd like it to, or you can just use it to co-parent well with another parent. It goes over all the things that you may not be thinking of when you're in the midst of an emotional time like divorce. So please go to lisakoski.com, check on my online courses, and sign up for the Parenting Plan course now because when parents work together, they can mitigate the damages caused by divorce to their children. I don't know, Trace, is there anything else that you want? I always have the saddle up segment at the end. I don't usually do that with you because these are a little quicker, but is there like a little tidbit or something you want to just leave our listeners with? Yeah, I'd like to leave them with a thought. You know, divorce, I would say that circumstance tends to create suffrage. Like people will suffer because they're going to have thoughts. It is an unusual or an extraordinary circumstance, life circumstance, but you don't have to compound the suffering by judging yourself because you're suffering, right? Like, when you are feeling the pain or when you're feeling the terror, that is a human response. We are all supposed to experience all of the emotions available to us, including suffrage, including terror. But we don't want to suffer unnecessarily or compound that suffering with judgment that sounds like you shouldn't right? Like, Mm -hmm. so back to your point, have some compassion, have some grace for yourself, show yourself some empathy, because this is an extraordinary circumstance that undoubtedly you will have very reactive fear-based thoughts too. You don't need to judge it. You just need to be aware of it. So, so good. What a great place to leave, Tracy. You are magic. And I so appreciate you. And listeners, if you need a business coach or a life coach, or you've got like so many courses on Mm self-made you, I can't recommend you enough. So just go check her out if you're needing a little, little coaching. Thanks for being here, Tracy. My pleasure. Hey friends, you may have heard me mention my swan analogy how mediation is a lot like a swan gliding on a lake, not necessarily happy, not necessarily sad, but content, calm, and peaceful. I especially want this for my parents. And in custody cases involving alcohol, it can be very difficult to find peace of mind if you're fearful your child's safety is in jeopardy. Soberlink helps ease these concerns and improve child safety, which is why I recommend it to all my clients who raise concerns over a co-parent's alcohol misuse. Soberlink has remote alcohol monitoring technology, allowing parents to receive real-time alerts 
multiple times a day, ensuring the child is with a sober parent. Similar to mediation, Soberlink is time and cost effective and worth every penny knowing your child is safe. To begin receiving real-time alerts that your child is safe and to receive $50 off your device, visit www.soberlink.com slash different. Thank you for listening to the Doing Divorce Different podcast. Connect with us at lisakoski.com and sign up for our newsletter.